Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, the podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. This podcast is brought to you by Rebecca Castles of the Rising Dawn series. Do you like violence? Do you like smut? Are you tired of the stereotypical novels of werewolf romance out there and want something a little bit different? Then pick up Sparked Revolution, book one in the Rising Dawn series by Rebecca Cassis. Available on Amazon, in Kindle and paperback. You too can become a sponsor of Stories to True and the Fictional by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com slash sttatf or follow the link in the show notes. Outside the carolers start to sing. I can't describe the joy they bring because joy is something they they don't don't bring me. (laughs) My girlfriend is by my side from the roof, hanging sickles of eyes, their whiny voices irritating. It's It's Christmas Christmas time time again. again. Chorus time, Jimmy, go! It's Christmas time Time again. again. It's It's time time to be nice nice to the people people you can't can't stand. stand. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm I'm growing tired of all this this Christmas Christmas cheer. You You people people scare me. me. Please stay stay away from from my home. home. If you don't want to be a beat down, just leave the presents and then, then, then leave, leave me, me alone. alone. Welcome, everyone. Merry <laughs> generic and non-denominational time of joy yeah. and wait, <laughs> time of being off and then spending time with family. Unless you don't have family, then that's completely fine as well. And then spending time alone in your basement with your cats. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> All right. Unless you're allergic to... Unless you're allergic to cats, and then you have a dog. I mean, if you're allergic to a dog, unless you then have a lizard, and if you don't have a lizard, it's a goldfish. All right. But don't forget those cats that don't have hair, so they're, you know. Well, yep. Mm. Welcome to the most inclusive introduction that we've ever tried, <laughs> and we'll probably never try again. I am, of course, Chris Park. I am one of your hosts of the stories, true and or maybe the fictional. I'm, of course, joined by the man with the golden sperm, Jamie A. Bryden. How are you going, sir? Uh, living the dream, Chris. Living the dream. So tell me, what will you do if you actually win the Victorian Book Award? The Victorian... Wouldn't, well, wouldn't that be like... Wouldn't that be just super awkward for you personally? Having to like stand there and say how much you enjoy and love Victoria? I think that's... Well, not necessarily because it's more so about the award than it is about the place. But I do, I do like... Aesthetically, I do like <laughs> Victoria. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite of you. When 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 you when someone says Victoria, you automatically think Melbourne. That's all there is. When I am the opposite, when someone says Victoria, I think of the Grampians. I think of you know Ballarat's a nice place. There's there's plenty of nice things down there. We just need to build a wall around Melbourne, and then you know hunky dory. You see, I've heard. Of- Where's Bathurst? Bathurst is other side of the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. Well, then, okay, because I was saying Bathurst is nice, but then obviously that's because it's in New South Wales. That's why it's nice. Okay, cool. Never mind. Back to back to. Like, I was trying to give Melbourne a compliment. No, Ballarat, dude, ba- Ballarat's, Ballarat's a good place. Ballarat. Okay, no, that's Ballarat. the one. So, which is the one that you can go do the gold panning and you go like the dirt and you go like yeah well there's that's there's Bathurst I'm pretty sure Bathurst is one yeah okay so I did but Ballarat Ballarat Ballarat's the um uh, Eureka Stockade that's where that happened right and that's when Victorians resistance against the government ended is that correct just for, from my understanding yeah. but but like you it was you know. Uh, okay, you've you've got the what in America the the tea, you know, it's like one percent on tea, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
in Ballarat, it was a lot. It was a lot worse tax. It was like the tax in, in, on gold panning, because you had to have a gold panning license. It it went from like, I think it went up like eight hundred percent or something. It was ridiculous. Like it was yep. like, and and that that you'd have to pay that every year, mm. not guaranteed that you'd find any gold. Yeah. So, I guess correct. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie. Yes, I could wrong. be wrong. <laughs> From my understanding, gold panning was just a method of understanding if there was a gold vein nearby. Then a prospector would then plant flags and dig holes and try to find the right. gold vein, rather than like that was they weren't just getting dirt. gold directly from the river, right? They were just looking for the areas um, like to find the uh, the vein. I'm not a hundred percent an ex expert. Um, Jamie, you look like a prospector, so I expect mm. you to understand everything you. <laughs> Gold, gold. I expect you to understand all about prospecting. This is coming from from someone who your great grandfather has famous gold that they couldn't find. Um, well, yeah, that's that's another point. <laughs> so, and your and your grandfather definitely looks like a prospector. A pro- no, no, he's a he's a prospector. Like, 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 honestly, I've seen him prospect. I've yeah. seen him like put the flags out. I've seen him dig the holes. Yeah. So, like, yeah. just seen him. I've seen no, him look, I, I'm not hundred percent sure because people have, do find gold in the. Uh, um, in the rivers and that. No, they're you like, find like like, pe- flakes. like like flakes and stuff and pieces of gold. Yeah. And if you if you if you pan enough, you might find a lot. Yeah. But from my understanding, the panning was just simply so to find if there was like oh, a vein nearby, the and yeah. then you would then dig a like um dig a dig a area. Well, that's yeah, that could hundred percent be true. But um, I I do know that like way back when the gold rush was on, everyone was like, ah, oh, gold, ah, oh, just to smash everything, dig everything up, and then move on. And then the Chinese had come in and patiently find stuff you know just they were more patient when everyone was just like he'll smash all the wall i want this to gold because i'm pretty sure i'm right no you probably are it sounds it sounds right well all i remember from school was that you know people did gold panning and then when they dug holes and found gold they used to bury people alive because i yes yes yeah so they would do the gold panning they would find out that there was a vein nearby yeah then they would then prospect and dig holes and yeah. put flags because you know marking their like that word though why. prospect. I'm prospecting. prospecting. I'm mm. prospecting. Yeah. Aha. And in the Netflix film The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, there was an old, <laughs> there was a there was an old there was a, one of the stories there was a prospector who yeah. was doing exactly just that. Yeah. So I am you, I am correct. Have you watched that? Yes, it's amazing. Oh yeah, because I I watch I watch three of the because I. I Real, I didn't know it was going to be, you know, a whole lot of 10 minute shorts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched the first one. I was just like, Chris has to watch this. No, I love, I, I like the, <laughs> the Ballad of Buster Struggs is, is, is like, obviously that's the starting yeah. one, but that's just, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. But um, the, it's a, called the one, it's called All Gold Canyon. That's the one yeah. where they, um, the, the, the prospect, the prospector. Um, and there was an interesting one with the Liam Neeson in that one. That was good. Too. Yeah. Well, the kid with, no yeah, arms, like no arms, and that, yeah, yep. Um, the meal tickets, and so there, yeah, so he yeah. had no arms. I, that, that's just, that's as far as I got, and then I had to turn it off. Oh, you, like you, you literally, the next one's about prospecting, so you should go back and okay. you should go back. Oh, and no, watch. the old, I did see the old man, and he got dead killed, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did see that one. Um, maybe that, maybe killed. that was the last one. I think he got shot. He got shot, and then he thought he was dead, and then he was like, You killed old man, yeah, they kicked, then he killed the, yeah. then, um. Then he um buries the then he buries the 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 rubber in the in the yeah. hole that he dug, which yeah. is cool, which is great. Yeah. Probably happened a lot, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but having said that, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't think anywhere apart from Western Australia is there a lot of gold. True, like I, I think we've tapped out all the gold veins. Oh, no, you would, dude. There's a reason most. it was called a gold rush. <laughs> yeah, I think we, I think we've, I think we've clearly tapped out that, the that, gold veins. That's that's the only time rush has been in the word, and it's actually meant what it meant. Now it's rush hour traffic where we don't move. You know, really? That's what they call it. They go, oh, come on, rush hour. That's true. Everyone's leaving at the same time to go home, and then the cars don't move. But that that could just be Sydney traffic for me. But you know, although look, I'm. Like, I don't drive as much because I hate it. And because apparently when I drive, every second word of my mouth is a swear word. And apparently that's not exactly the driving mentality. Well, um, um, you, you live in Sydney, so it is. Yeah. But imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine living in, like, 
imagine living inside of like California, apparently, where like it's like just nothing happens, like literally just the road doesn't just doesn't move, move for like six <laughs> hours. Like, 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 why would you put up with that? I like, yeah, I get the temperature is always nice. It's always sunny. There's beaches, you know. There's like the whole like if you want to go into like the the forest, there's like the Redding National Park and there's trees and yeah. everything. Where and you get and you know. And you can go, and you can, and, and if you go to California, you could literally go through one of the, the I think it's one of the forests, and get it, then literally go like, make speeder sounds, and it'd be accurate, like, yeah. <laughs> like honestly, like that's the only reason yeah. I'd ever want to go there is that I could just you know go there, and then like go through the run through the forest and go like, yeah, <laughs> like that is honestly the only reason why I'd want to go there. But the traffic would kill. I would literally like. Yeah. Like if you think I have road rage in Sydney, oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, have no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, back back on that um, California, that, that's where that's where they filmed Return of Jedi, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you do know that while they were filming that, they told the guy in the Chewbacca costume not to wander off set or wander too far from set <laughs> because there are literally people in those woods that hunt for Bigfoot. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> That would have been awesome. I bagged me. I bagged me Bigfoot. <laughs> for the episode, um, I think going forward, um, we're going to put some fun art on Instagram um, on, the, on on topical things we talk about during during the the, the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I know that Jamie and then Jamie's Jamie's going to do this, and he's going to do it against his will. So I, I want to be very clear that Jamie's doing putting the art up against his will. And it does not reflect Jamie's wants and wishes, but more so mine. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know how you're gonna do that. Pretty sure I can do that. How? No idea. We'll figure it out. <laughs> like I control all the pages. <laughs> so how are you gonna be putting okay. these things up? But look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Remember how we talked about Henry Cavill and Ed Cat uh-huh. Graham no. in, a, in, a, in a romantic love story? I just sent you a picture. And Andrew, don't you think that, that this that just encapsulates that exact love story? Checking checking AI AI fart. That does not look like Henry Cavill. Yeah, it looks a little. Who does his hair? It's like they it's like literally they just went some random dude and they put Cavill's hair on it. She looks <laughs> she looks more like Cat Graham. It's close enough. It's close enough. No, who does who does Henry Cavill look like? He looks like mm-hmm. someone. He almost looks like Stephen Crowder, to be honest. <laughs> you stuck, you stuck Henry Cavill's hair on on um, Stephen Crowder. Okay, so now you have to put the other because the people don't understand what we're talking about. Like you no planned this, didn't like, you? Did, you planned this. Go up. This is going to be a good soundbite. Yeah, now um, it has to go up because look at look at look at the romance. The last three, two or three episodes have all been about me and every guest we've had on saying AI art is stupid <laughs> and Chris is the only one that likes AI art and we're and we're going we're against it um, I'm not I, I'm just saying very soon we are going to launch a well when I have I'm time <laughs> we are going to we are going to launch a audio like some fun audio dramas <sighs> about Henry Cavill the space captain and Cat Graham his executive officer and so I just created some art to to you know Portray that. So instead of getting an artist, you get some characters that sort of kind of like, like, why don't you just walk around and ask people that sort of, we're looking for Henry Cavill lookalikes and take some (laughs) photos because that would be better than what you're doing. Uh, That's what you think. No. That's what (laughs) a lot of people unanimously think. And, And for the record, this will probably be if he's if, if it's consistently putting up AI fart, as I'm gonna call it, AI <laughs> fart, it will be on Chris Park's page, personal page. I doubt it. And maybe I'll maybe I'll link it sometimes. But again, for the funny one. <laughs> I can't so, wait for, for next year when we talk less about AI. Next year. Next year. Well, next year will be an exciting year. Will it? I have no idea. What's coming out next year that's exciting? What's coming out? I'd, well, they said Deadpool 3, so at some point. But again, we've already seen that film. Well, we've seen, seen most of it, but you, you don't know. Ryan Reynolds ad-libs a lot. 
But one of the conditions of them filming during the writer's strike was he was not allowed he to wasn't ad-lib. allowed to ad-lib. So I'm actually like now super concerned about this film because like, yeah, well, like taking away Ryan Reynolds' ability to ad lib is like cutting off his hands and feet. Yeah, like, I wouldn't know, but think about it. If they knew that they were going to be allowed to go back like after a certain time, wouldn't you say uh, record all the action sequences, record all the stuff that's key, mm. to, the, key to the plot? Like, I mean, that's what yeah. I'd be doing. Yeah, and I mean, then, and then you get a whole lot of the reshoots where it's Ryan Reynolds going. I know it just it's just it's just like I don't want to see again I would like I don't want to see a Ryan Reynolds film where he's not ad-libbing I think it would just be terrible yeah well you watch the proposal so I mean you know (laughs) are you not I doff my hat because I have no argument against that I I watched yes I and I in fact I own the proposal. <laughs> you bought it. Yeah, back in the day before streaming. Um. Do, you, do you remember a time when you would go down to your local vid, like video store? Yes, fondly. And do you also remember a time when you go to like Coles or Woolworths or any sort of grocery store and like you, there was like a DVD aisle and you just go, ooh, I haven't, I don't own that. And then you see that the DVD is not flush. Oh, no, it's flush with the tray, meaning that someone's rent already rented the movie oh, yeah. that you wanted to rent. But you know what's really funny? Remember, I bought Warhorse right at, at the grocery store. Oh. I mean, how yes. did we watch it? And thought that was the most boring film in the universe. No, I remember we we loved it for twenty minutes. I think it was boring, right? Because then Tom Hiddleston died. Yeah. So funny thing, <laughs> I watched it, thought it sucked. We, I then gave it to my dad. Said, "Hey, it's a it's a war movie. You know, it's probably from your era. So have a look at it." Mm-hmm. At the end, he was in tears because of how like emotional and uh, so obviously i was not we're not the target audience and like when, yeah. like clearly like he was yeah. and he was like going what a beautiful story like it was like it was like it was like going, oh look, yeah. they, they finally they, they made it home i was like going like okay so yeah. obviously it hits different for different people yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it depends on what we watched right before that or you know because we used to watch a lot of movies we did like we watched to the point where we ran out of movies and we just watched b-grade horror movies that's true so i pulled up 20 24, the most anticipated film. And I'm skipping over a lot of them because <laughs> the second Dune, Dune, is coming out. See, I'm interested because they did all the boring bits in the first one. Like, that was the setup to, like, the cool storylines. And so I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping that they then now show the, the, the story, the battles, the civil war. But yeah, let's see. Let's see. There's a Mark Wahlberg movie, which I have not heard of, called After the King. Based on a true story, so it's probably 20% accurate. Um, A story about a man who befriends a stray dog during his journey to win the Adventure Racing World Championship. Okay. Treacherous 43. It's going to be a heartfelt... Wait, is it Mark Wahlberg? Yes. Can Mark Wahlberg do heartfelt... Yeah, he's done. He's done hard work. Come on, dog. We gotta get going. Come on. Like I don't know. I can't do a marky mark, but can yeah. he do Carfeld? Are you a dog? Are, Are you, you a dog? dog? <laughs> Come on. How's it going, dog? You want to keep walking? Come yeah. on. Like can yeah. can can he do well, Heartfelt? Well, 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 I don't think it, it's probably going to be more about the dog than him. <laughs> Just leave, dog. Just leave. Just leave, dog. Um. Oh, here's a good one. Next Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Two. Oh, okay. I had to pause yeah. there for a second. I was like going like, no, not the not the one because you, you watched the last one, didn't you? Yeah, no, that was that yeah. was amazing. Which which said this, there hasn't been a ghost sighting in thirty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> no other no other movie exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Frozen Empire. There's a trailer out, and then there's uh, Godzilla cross Kong new empire. It looks uh, weird. It, I'm just like. Nice. It, Look, they they had their moments. Look, they okay. The problem was, what a poor use of Brian Cranston. Like honestly, yeah, I know. Well, he was in it for like he was in it even less than yeah. Godzilla. Okay, no, no. <laughs> okay. if you're gonna cast Brian Cranston, it should be Brian Cranston, the voice of Godzilla. And he should be going. Yeah. Like, he, should be, he should be like destroying the city. Like I'm the one who knocks. And like, yeah. <laughs> like it. Oh well, he had more screen time than Godzilla, so it should have been called Brian Cranston. <laughs> like you just got one of the hottest actors 
just off Breaking Bad fame. And that's how you use what okay. Yeah, yeah. Um one I'm slightly interested in, the fall guy. Have you heard about this one? No. Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt. They it's the one that they shut down the bridge in Sydney, the the Harbour Bridge for like uh half a day or something. And everyone's like, well, and complained and winched, but he plays a stunt guy. Mm-hmm. Um and it gets caught up in like a conspiracy thing. It's a comedy. It's, it's like an action comedy. Emily Blunt plays a director of of the film, and he's the stunt guy. And, okay, so it could be it could be good. It looks funny. Okay. It looks funny. You know, it it'll be it'll be a popcorn flick, is what you call it. Another Ryan Reynolds movie called If. If. Not just Ryan Reynolds. Oh. John Krasinski. It's a fantasy comedy. Okay. 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 So it's written by. Krasinski about a young girl who learns she has the ability to see imaginary friends. Okay, that could be interesting. Oh, okay. So they're imaginary friends that have been abandoned. So that's pretty oh, funny. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Okay. All so, right. You uh, know what? Yeah. yeah. Hey, come on. It's Reynolds and Krasinski. I don't think they've done anything for it. No, like, is that the first time they've. I, I could, could be. You know, I'm, I think I'm going to put that on my list. Done. Same. I'm interested. If. if. Oh, Furiosa's out next year, but I'm not really that interested. Oh, have did you see the trailer for the new uh, Planet of the Apes? No, I have not. It's called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, and it's set way in the future. Mm. After the last, I mean, it's you know they did a so, perfect trilogy. Yeah, I'm going. Do we need this? Like, the, but it so looks are, they, are they are they moving towards the timeline now? Of like, are they moving towards like um. Like the like sort of the Charlton like so sort of the first movie. They, I I, they, I believe so. Well, because yeah. I think this might be a hundred years in the future or fifty years in the future. Or... Yeah, where the ship comes back. Are we moving closer to that one? I think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, because it's called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, so the mm-hmm. apes are all you know set up and hello. Bad Boys Four's out next year. Ugh, they're doing another Despicable Me. Ah, uh, that's dumb. Like like I get that people like the Minions, and I get that it makes yeah. like yeah. So look again that one. I look. I'll never criticize a movie studio for trying to make money. So yeah. uh, you know what? If that if if they need to make money, and that's how they need to make money. Then kudos. Yeah. Venom three apparently, but I think that's going to get pushed from what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Oh oh, Chris's favorite movie, The Lion King, the Mufasa spinoff. Oh <laughs> hell! <laughs> Sonic three. I'd, I'd be keen to see that. That's coming okay. out. Okay. Uh, Beverly, there's a new Bev. What? There's a new Beverly Hills Cop, with with Eddie Murphy. Uh, okay. Yeah. Netflix only, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a, that sounds like a direct to Netflix kind of movie. Yeah, that's no, that's that's what's coming out next year. Look, a few things I might see, but nothing I'd rush out to the movie theaters to see. No, no. It's um, again, writers strike and all, and actors strike. There's probably not going to be anything for a while. Well, this this would be the tail end of what everything was finished or almost or, finished. Or in production, yeah, yeah, yeah. But all of the big things that we normally yeah. would see, that's not going to happen. No. No, 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 no. But honestly, not a bad thing either. Like bit of trivia that I came across the other day. You know how Jim yeah. Carrey is uh, in the Grinch movie? Yeah. Do you know how much he hated that doing that? Really? He really hated doing it. Like, he almost quit day one. Really? Why? He was, he was in their makeup chair for eight and a half hours. Oh, okay. And then, he, I think he said he went, after day one, he went to his trailer and he said, can't do it, I'm going to quit. Because I think it was Ron Howard did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what they ended up doing is they called in a a guy who trains CIA operatives to endure torture. What? <laughs> like, I kid you not, that, that, that's what Jim Carrey said. So he was trained by, like, <laughs> to endure the torture of having to put on that makeup 100 times. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. So he he used to, oh, well, this is what the guy said. Guy told him. He said, eat everything you see, turn on the TV to distract yourself, have someone you know slap you in the face, smoke smoke cigarettes. <laughs> he did a, he, so he was smoking a lot in the, in the Grinch costume. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, and he said the thing that got him through the most was listening to the Bee Gees. He just put the Bee Gees on while he's in in the makeup chair. Damn, that must and that yeah, got him through okay. it. And now okay. there's talks of them doing another one. <laughs> no, look honestly, 
they've done enough of that one. Yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Didn't they only but, do one or two? But they did one, and then they did like a cut, then an animated cartoon, version. Animated. Yeah. Okay. But that was also just as good. Like that was a good movie. That was a good. Yeah, right. That was a yeah. good film. So look, probably I know. And probably would have been the best way to do it. <laughs> those two are fine. Yeah. Like I am completely fine with those two. With those two things. Now, Chris, you're a fan of Barcelona, right? I am. In general, like just, just I know the football club, and you know. I mean, if, if I had to live in any other foreign city and could speak Spanish, I'd pro- Barcelona would probably be up there. Well, did you know they've got their they've got a Christmas tradition? Sticking with the theme of the episode, do you know that Ooh. Barcelona have a very specific Christmas uh, tradition? Do tell. Okay. So every Christmas in Cat, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Cat- Catalonia, mm-hmm. Catalonia. Close enough. Catalonia. Uh, yep, families, enough. families get a smiley little hollow wooden block, so basically a log, mm-hmm. uh, with two front sticks acting as legs. Yep. And yeah, it's the favorite Christmas tradition in Barcelona of children. The friendly Pagatio arrives in the beginning of December, and the children are supposed to take care of him every single day. The children feed him sweets every day until Christmas. This includes watering him, leaving small pieces of sweets and uh, candy, <laughs> and even covering him with a blanket for the cold nights. Of course. They believe that the more they feed Tio Kaga, the more presents he will give them on Christmas Day. Oh, don't worry, it gets better. When Christmas Day comes along, the children take Tio de Nadal to the mm-hmm. fireplace and begin to hit it with sticks while singing the Kaga Tio song that roughly translates to poop log, poop sweet confections, <laughs> hazelnuts and cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick, poop log. <laughs> now, after hitting Tio de Nadal as much as they can, the children go to another room to pray for presents. When they return to the fireplace, they will find all sorts of sweets and uh, turones, which Tio de Nadal has apparently pooped out. So that is incredible. I am so happy. <laughs> Jamie, thank Are you going to do that with your son next Christmas? You know why I'm happy to hear this story? It's, why? Because now I know. <laughs> Politicians? No, 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 no. Well, okay, look. <laughs> the obvious thing... <laughs> Yes, politicians are probably... <laughs> that's, I mean, this is probably like a politician's favorite thing. Yeah. But now I know Xavi, Iniesta, and the female superstar Anita Bomati probably at some point in their childhood lives growing up in Catalonia were hitting poop logs singing <laughs> songs. And that, <laughs> and that alone, that knowledge alone is awesome. Yes. Think of that. Some of the wor- the 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 world's finest players, yes, in the world, need to poop log to <laughs> sing a song log. about presents. Uh, you know what? This is a tradition I can get behind because one, yeah. it teaches the kids discipline. They yeah. have to feed it. They have to look after it. But also, it teaches them that you might not trust. It also it also means you don't have to put an actual animal's life in danger because what if the kids don't feed it and look after it so like you know yeah. it's kind of like you know it's uh, it'd good be a good way. test to see if good, they could, good yeah. test exactly yeah I, I love that love the tradition yeah there's also another one poop related but it's it's you know it's it's cheeky but it's it's more so about finding a nativity scene and putting mm. in a dude pooping you know, again a, it, a, again that one's more I think that one's up for a political family I think that's that's, yeah. that's clear well, it could be where it started you know there seems to be a very clear Correlation between pooping <laughs> and Spain, and sp- <laughs> but no, more so, also that pooping in Spain, yes, but maybe also political corruption because apparently that is somewhat rife in within Spain. And there is, yes. you know, so there's like pooping and political corruption appear to be now going hand in hand, yes, quite well. So I didn't want to say, I don't want to say told you so, but clearly, this is this is the this is you know, I told you so, yeah, pooping. Yeah, but I wonder, wouldn't that freak the children out if they, you know, if the thing, the log, did actually poop presents? Well, I think that's why they leave the room. They leave the room, and then the parents obviously go present. Well, the parents would go, "Oh, oh my, look, how'd that get there?" It's obviously mm. well thought, well thought out. They went, "Okay, this is how we do this," and then we get the kids to leave, and then we, yeah, okay. So I've whipped up some uh, some thoughts. Some Christmas 
Christmas thoughts Christmas that are being thoughts and shared around the internet. Outstanding. So someone says a progressive Santa would leave solar panels in a naughty child's stocking instead of coal. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting thought because, in- yeah. like, what happens if you're from a coal mining family? Do yeah. You then leave them coal in their stockings because that's like, yeah. Well, it was, yeah. Well, that's another thought. Someone, someone said that, like, you know, two hundred years ago, before electricity, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Like a lump of coal. Yeah. That's power. That's that's fuel. That's that's like life. Keep, that's... Keeping the keeping in the middle of winter too. Keeping the fireplace oh yeah, going. absolutely. And his his user thought questioning Santa, like questioning his ethics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Santa Claus knows exactly where all the evil people are in the world, but he does nothing about it. Oh, that is that is a good one. You know what, Jamie? I like. But would Santa tip the scales of naughty nice based upon his own fiscal budget as well? So, like, if he's if he's mm-hmm. if he's had a successful year, would he be like okay? Forty percent of children are, you know, good or bad. But then let's mm. say let's say Santa's going through because of the recession and because of the inflation. <laughs> yeah. Santa's going through a bit of a hard time, and okay. he has to be like, going, okay, you know what? This kid's on the borderline, so I'm going to push it towards the naughty list simply because it's borderline. Like it, yeah. it, it's 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 an interesting concept. Is the North Pole immune to inflation? And I would and I would you know, and I'd have to argue against probably not because. You know, he still would need them. Like the Santa's workshop, yeah. where he would build the toys, would still need the tooling, the equipment, and let's not forget probably the most important thing about this whole thing with Santa building toys. What's the copyright law on him producing toys <laughs> from, say, like Mattel, <laughs> Hasbro? Like, for let's let's say let's say a, a good girl Susie wants a Frozen doll from like from Frozen, right? And then so Santa's little elves make her a frozen doll. Wouldn't the mm-hmm. Disney Corporation then be knocking on the North Pole going, well, 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 well. No, you've got it wrong. He makes them for Mattel. He makes oh, them for... Oh, shit. Well, you got you to think about it. He only works one day a year, so he's obviously got other things going on, right? So you're telling me there are no toys being made in the world apart from at the North Pole? Yes. Holy Fucking shit! You've blown it out. You've blown it wide. Wait, it's, Jamie. It's, the, it's the only thing that makes sense, you know. And, it is the only thing, and that—that's how he can afford to give all those presents away, because he's creating an income. No, but think about that: the ones he gives away are the ones that didn't pass quality quality tests. So, like, he's you know, Santa's a racist, an evil racist who sits there and goes, "Well, this frozen doll's eyes a little wonky." Ah, the kids in South America won't know. And he just gives them that version. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because I'm Santa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Santa. I'm Santa. Mel Gibson Santa. (laughs) That was a good film. I actually like, I actually like, honestly, that was probably one of my, like, that was just a good fun, that was just a good solid fun film. You you could tell tell it was on a budget, but they, they, it did pretty well for it being on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The fat man. The fat yep. man, yeah. Yep. Well, I, I, I did enjoy that film. All right, Chris. Uh, thoughts on the Grim Reaper, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. People talk about how fast Santa moves around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but think about how, you know, the Grim Reaper and how much ground he has to cover. But you see, I I like to think that the Grim Reaper is an organization. All right, okay. So there's, you know. So there's death. And then he would have his Reapers who would then, you know. And obviously, because, you know different languages he would have reapers at different regions so he'll have like the like because i'd imagine there would be a board meeting where death comes in and, and sits down yeah. and there's the different there's like there's like the regional head of the of south american reapers the regional head of the north american reapers mm-hmm. the regional head of like the indian Re- and they're all sitting around the table and he's going it's, it's been a good year for death but you know what i think we could do better it, what was what's output number projectors from the uh from that covid and then you know, the North American Reaper leans in and goes, uh, well, um, it's not as the numbers aren't as strong as we initially interpreted. Like we thought we, we were expecting bigger. And then the Reaper then death would be like going, Ah shit. 
God is going to have my ass for those numbers. All right, guys, come on, come on. Think of what. Well, all, right, all right, like let's go down. Let's go down to plagues. Let's talk to them. Like you know, then they'll then <laughs> then, then you know then there'll be a, a dispute between divisions and be going. Hey, it is not my fault. You know, plagues. We we built it. Hey, it's it's up to distribution. It's up to the weather. And then, then the weather the weather god will be like, hey, look, <laughs> look, I I I delivered it. it. You know, but obviously humanity they built it too strong. And then the human god goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You asked me to build something that was resistant to disease. I did that. If like it's not my fault that you're you're a shit product. And then then God will be there going, oh, oh I see. So it's no one's fault. Oh, perfect. Oh, no one's fault. Oh yeah. But, you know, this is how I, I imagine. Okay. Uh, death is more like a business. Running a Fortune 500 yeah. company. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. All right, back on back on mining. Um, <laughs> Santa having enough coal to give to all the naughty kids imply that some of the elves were working as miners. <laughs> back down the coal mine, little elf. <laughs> Imagine that, Santa. My hands hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my lungs coughing I cough and it bleeds Santa <laughs> shut up get back in there yeah. Santa is this because I voted yes you know why you're down there <laughs> alright as a parent Christmas Eve would be far less stressful if the story was that Santa gave the parents the presents to put under the tree would it though yeah, well, because kids would be up all night trying to catch a glimpse of Santa coming down, put the presents out. Yeah. But if the parents just went, hey, Santa gave me the presents, here they are. But think about that, would you? You're trusting an omnipotent being to <laughs> ensure that to give the right gifts. And then in the morning, who's like, who's there to, to, to like, you know, comfort the child when they didn't receive the gift they wanted? It's not Santa. It's not Santa. It's the parents picking up the slack. Here's an interesting thought. From the MCU. So Star-Lord, right? Yeah. He was taken from Earth as a kid. They'd raised in space around aliens and crazy creatures with, like, special abilities and stuff. So it's probably safe to assume that he still believes Santa is real or an alien or something like that. Oh! Well, yeah, because if you've seen things, why would you not say, well, yeah, sure. Because he never never went back until the end of... You know, but he went back. For, he was he was he was at the final battle at Endgame, but I don't think that counts as being like I don't I'm not, like I don't know. He hung around. You he did hang around after that for a little, probably for a oh, little no, bit. Oh no, yeah, End, Endgame was on was on Earth. Yeah, yeah, he probably hung um, around for a little bit. Yeah, but no, but he didn't officially go back and visit family until Guardians Three. So that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great Christmas song, by the way, from the um, Guardians oh, Christmas dude, special. The Gar- like, that's one of the best Christmas specials I've ever seen. Uh, that's done. That's how you do it right, and that song is just fantastic. And it has Kevin Bacon. So as long as yeah. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. so you can't lose with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I wonder how long they had that idea for. Like, oh, you know, like if they said Christmas special and was gun like get me Kevin Bacon. No, it's not. Look, Anytime you say something insane, the first thing must be, get me Kevin Bacon. <laughs> get me Kevin Bacon. All right, here's a thought. So it's Christmas, and yep. the zombie apocalypse happens. Everything in the apocalypse will be still dressed up like Christmas. So there'd be, like, mall Santas walking around, yes. like... Oh. Yeah, mall Santas, uh, you know, like, decorate. It would be, like, a Chris, very, very Christmassy apocalypse. Okay, how has not James Gunn or someone made that film yet? Like, Yeah, like, it just... Well, because they've done Violent Night. They've done all the weird, dark Christmas movies. Okay. Why haven't they done, done the zombie apocalypse? That's true. That seems like an obvious one, right? Like, yeah. it seems like it's one that just should be done, but there's... Clearly, like, you know. Yeah. Like, Halloween would be too obvious. Yeah. Easter wouldn't be as good because there'd just be bunnies everywhere. I mean, that'd be pretty funny. I'd like to see more stories about the Easter bunny. Well, we've only had, like, one with Hugh Jackman. That was good. But, like, yeah, so I want to see, like, <laughs> yeah. more of, more of, like... Yeah, more Easter bunny. More Easter bunny. Yeah. And, you know, he's a forgotten... Mem- like, like, I did, like... That was actually wasn't a terrible film. What was that movie called again? Oh. <sighs> Guardians, something Guardians? Guardians? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, like... Um, I had the... Jack Frost, Santa, Easter Bunny. Yeah. Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians, that's it, yep. Wasn't a terrible film. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So nearly every every movie where there's Santa, right? He delivers the presents, climbs back on his sleigh and flies off, right? Hmm? Why, why wouldn't he just go next door? Like, you've obviously got all these, <laughs> these houses to do. Because he's probably doing it by alphabetical order. And so we don't all live next <laughs> We don't all live next to yeah, no, our... But... Now, having said that, there's probably an elf somewhere in the North Pole who's about to go on stage right now in the Steve mm. Jobs black sweater and glasses and go, present delivery. We have always delivered presents alphabetic. And that means Santa goes from one house in like in Michigan, like like state then goes, and then he has to fly all the way to Southern California, deliver the next present <laughs> back down alphabetical. Well, I'd like to introduce to you, then like the screen goes black, and it comes up present 2.0. Well, we'll deliver presents based upon the street addresses of the children. By doing so, we'll cut down labor. By forty percent, the elves like yeah, 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 and, and we'll cut down, we'll, and we'll cut down delivery. We can deliver all the presents in the world within twelve hours, cops. And then the, yeah, everyone cheers like oh yeah, it's crazy. And then like the elf gets off stage, and then all of a sudden like a bag gets put over his head, and gets thrown into the back of a car, and driven. And then then it's Santa with his brass knuckles, and he's just beating off him. And goes well, well, well. You figured it out, didn't you? Just like pounding on this elf. He's like, what, what, Santa? I'm just trying to make deliveries more efficient. He goes, it's not about efficiency. And bang, 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 bang. He's like, what, what? Do you know how much the government pays us per hour? We don't want an efficient system. He's just like wailing on him and like breaking his legs. We're doing it for the money. That's how Christmas comes the next year round, you fool. And like, Santa, I didn't know. And they put him in like into the classic mafia scene where they fill up his shoes with cement and drop him into the North Pole. Like see and he drowns. Sends him down the coal mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's how they get their coals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he's taking the the uh the uh construction uh angle. Construction workers approach construction to workers press and price. delivery. Yeah. That's how he gets his money. That's how they all get their money. It's all about the overtime. It's all about the hours. Yep. 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 It's all about, again, he's a law firm. It's about the billable hours. It doesn't matter if you're doing a good job for Disney. It's all about if you can bill them for the hours of your work. That, that, that's, that's why lawyers love Disney. Mm-hmm. It's all the billable hours. No. Here's, here's another question for you. So you see all these movies where Santa's real, but the parents don't believe him, and the kids believe him, and all, all that yep. stuff. Okay. I'd like to ask the parents... Where are these presents coming from? That <laughs> <laughs> like, is not real. Where's this? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. You're right. Like, yeah. like they didn't buy them. No. Like, all of a sudden there's these random presents appear under the tree. That's yeah. exactly what the child wants. Yeah. The f- <laughs> <laughs> like, do, do they think, oh, like, you know what that is? You know, no, no, Jamie, you know what that is? What? That is just communication between husband and wife. Yeah. The husband goes like, she must have bought them. And he, she, she, he goes like, oh no, she must have bought them. And <laughs> yeah. like, they don't talk to each other. Yeah. And they're both happy that each, the other, the, they're both happy that the other yeah. one took initiative. Mm. <laughs> and so they're just like, they're like going, yeah, yeah, it's good. Like, it's the, all fine. The, the one time no communication or poor communication <laughs> is a good thing. It's a good thing within a marriage <laughs> is, where, is where the presences magically appear. Yeah. All right, they're they're my thought. They're my Christmas thoughts. I like they're they're, they're good thoughts that I you know yeah. and, 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 and people don't realize. Oh, the other one was um, at Christmas time, between between uh, Die Hard and Harry Potter films, Alan Rickman is the most watched person on Christmas Day. Oh, that's true. It's a it's a Christmas film, mm-hmm. and it's always been a Christmas film. Yeah, and I know that some people say. That you know, there are other better Christmas films, but no, I think Die Hard is still probably one of oh, the strongest. It's still, it's still the it's still strongest. One of the strongest, if not yeah. the strongest, Christmas films. Batman, Batman Returns is great. Gremlins is great. Batman Returns, a Christmas film. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like, it is there's true. like a fight near a Christmas tree or something. I don't know. There's, yeah. there's a Christmas tree in it. And then, and then um, there was that, and and you know, I even hate to say it, Iron Man three. Well, see, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. Other than being triggered by that film, uh, <laughs> it, it was at Christmas. Yeah, but everyone everyone's forgotten that. 
Everybody, now, everyone now, 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 the superior Christmas film is is Jingle All the Way. We can all agree that. Oh, no, Jingle All the Way, outstanding film. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> I mean, it, it's so... Like, look, look. The end got so ridiculous. Like, the... like, but like, I love, it was just like, love the whole premise of fighting to get a Christmas present. Like, everyone's fighting over the, the last, you know, toy. But it got a bit ridiculous. Oh, no, it got so ridiculous. Like, I couldn't get you Turbo Man. No, so I became Turbo Man. And how did they have a suit, like, ready for him that, in his Schwarzenegger size, you know? And also, how did they make a workable super suit? Yeah. Like, like I don't care about anything else. How did they make a workable super suit that... And then also, the guy that had the Brainiac suit guy, that he yeah. had, like, a punchable fist that would fly out and then come back yeah. to his hand. I was like, going like... That's, like... Why are you in, why are you in the toy business? Where are the... Military applications? Where, I mean, it, that's how it should have ended. Like, with the military knocking on the door, going... Oh, no, 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 Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. You're thinking too small. At the end of the film, it should have been him, like, in these... Like, like... Like they're the packing up Christmas and he's there and he's drinking his tea, like or, or, or eggnog. He puts his tea down, goes into his garage to you know look at his car. Then all of a sudden the lights turn off. And he tries to turn them back on. Then all of a sudden a spotlight appears, and Nick Fury steps forward and goes, <laughs> "I hear that you can fly, Turbo Man. Was it? Who are you? Putting together a team? <laughs> yeah. No, same scenario." Mm-hmm. A light flicks on. Yeah. And Nick Fury steps around and goes, Oh, sorry, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that one's better. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there, there, there's 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 two there's two things I love in this world. One, jingle all the way and yes. true lies. Those are the two, those are those are I think his strongest films. Strongest like, Arnie films. He's had a great career. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But those two things, and then they made that True Lies TV series, which was terrible. Well, I'm not gonna say it's terrible. Probably is. It was, no, I watched. I watched like a lot of it. It was bad. So like, apparently, yeah, apparently, Lethal Weapons the Christmas movie too. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the list. And Lethal, Lethal Weapons is a top movie. I did like that movie that came out last year or year before the Ryan Reynolds Will Ferrell musical. That was pretty funny. Called Spirited. I think I've saw that. I told you about it. It's pretty funny. It's, it's, it like, it's like an, it's another take on on the um Christmas uh, the Ghost of Christmas Pass. Oh, okay, okay. But okay. it's run like an agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So it's 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 from the agents more from the agency side than the people side. Okay. It's very That's funny. Cool. Of course, Tim Allen as Santa Claus. They're pretty funny. Did you see the third? There was one. Um... They did a series. I haven't seen a series. I, I I still haven't finished the last film with Jack Frost. Like I'm still like halfway through that one. All right. I, I binge watched them all, and like oh, and then, okay. I got the, then I was like, then I got that one. I was like, going, oh, I'm so tired, <laughs> so yeah, I stopped. Yeah. But like, I might go. I'll go back and finish it. I think. Yeah, I watched the heart. I watched heart. No, all of season one. It's like six episodes or something on Disney Plus. Is it good? Yeah, it's, it holds up. Oh, um, okay. and it's got. Uh, I forget the actor's name. You know, he was he was in How I Met Your Mother, and he dated. He was Robin's therapist. Robin's therapist, yes, yes, that, yes, that yes, dude. Yes. Yeah, he's in it, and and he gets gets basically to take over the elves and all that because um, Tim Allen wants to re- retire. Okay, he, wants, cool. he wants to hand it over to his son. His son's not interested, and he's like, "All right, well, this guy." Oh, so he's looking for <laughs> a new who, Santa. That's cool. Yeah, but then yeah. I think I don't know. I can't remember if I finished it all, but it, but it it, it is good quality. Mm. Um, it's more about the family. It's called the clauses, I think it is. Cool. But you know, it's Tim Allen, and he he rarely disappoints. Again, I've I've now finished all nine seasons of Last Man Standing. I went, mm-hmm. I went like full, and honestly, what a great show! Yeah. Like it got better. Like it's one of the shows that got better each season. Like they just like I, like it's normally like you'd see sort of shows that sort of like dip. And go down, yeah. but no, they just like kept going and kept getting stronger. And yeah. it's an interesting concept because there are so many shows in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They're all about. It's not about your family. It's about your 
friends and other people who are your family because you know we don't want you to have strong family ties we want you to we 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 want you to believe these particular ideologies it's good to see yeah. a show where it's going no actually family is important like it, yeah. you know it's and it's cuz outside people are outside people like, i'm not saying that you know you don't bring those people into your family but yeah. it, it, it's good it was just a, it was a good solid show that showed a you know a strong you know strong family and tim allen was was absolutely outstanding yeah um and i actually like um i i'm a weird person but i actually <laughs> i liked when they replaced mandy with like the tall blonde girl yeah uh i actually thought she played a better man like it's you know controversial i thought yeah. she played a better mandy now the main reason i say that is because the mandy that that's on the show that she's meant to be like she's like full of herself she's like i'm so pretty i'm so amazing and the actress was like just you know she was short tiny and like yeah meh like it then when they brought the tall blonde one is going that mandy makes more sense for her to be like i'm so amazing i'm so like pretty because she's like you know yeah. tall and like also going I kind of buy that Mandy better as a, as like a, as with that with the personality that assigned to Mandy, yeah. Um, and it was just it was just a good solid show. Um, and probably in a few months, I'm only in a few months. Um, I'll probably do a rewatch again because I like comedies, but there just yeah. isn't any out at the moment. Like I think, <laughs> yeah. The one thing about streaming that I will say, it's killed the half hour comedy genre oh, like yeah it's, that that genre is dead like that you yeah. know friends how much your mother seinfeld yeah. um last man stand they, they, these also like some of those shows but the ones who are yeah. like like live studio audience shows and like yeah. where the way that you clearly see that you go from set to set and you know, very yeah. clearly there's nothing else there because just that's why it's always in the same yeah. like five sets i love those shows but they are dead now yeah they, well, they are, don't make they them are, anymore yeah yeah um, and it's really sad because I think it's a really like I hate the modern shows of like two seasons, yeah. three seasons tops. It's like I know I love an I love watching an eight season show where yeah. you get to really get engrossed in the characters. This is what I enjoy, mm. but they're they're gone. So they're what gone. you're saying is bring back network television. Mm. I'm not saying bring <laughs> back network television, but I'm saying. Hey Netflix, you know, maybe make more than one season of a show. Just, just, just saying, yeah. just putting it out there, like you know. And I know the show doesn't bring in like a hundred bazillion trillion people, but you know, it doesn't always have to. So, what is your favorite show to watch over a Christmas period, Jamie? If you had to sit down and watch a film about, you know, of the film. like, Christmas comes around, mm-hmm. you've done your whole family thing. Everyone's hung. Everyone's eaten, and everyone's full. What's you, what? What? What are you throwing on for yourself? Well, from just for me, look, I Back to the Future. I watch at least once a year. Um, Die Hard, obviously. At Christmas time, I just feel like Die Hard. Obviously, because it's Christmas. Um, classic Turtles, the the nineties Turtle movie. I always love watching that one. Ah, oh, the original one. The OG, yes. With all the mistakes, you know, like cast members hiding under the tables, eyeballs being seen through the uh, the mouth, <laughs> through, through the mouth laughing. When you could actually use weapons, unlike the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Although, although, um, there Donatello does use his bow staff in it, though. Yeah, but like this is a staff. Like it's like, you know. it's it's there's a, look. There's a reason nunchucks are illegal in certain countries. <laughs> but. They're such an impractical weapon. What nunchucks? Yeah, they are like they're just not a good. They're, they're not designed as a weapon. Like they're like having this the string between the stick doesn't actually give make it a force amplifier. You actually get no. a lot more leverage by just having a stick. Like that's how much Splinter hated Michelangelo. Yeah. <laughs> No, we, we we no we know we know we we, we know we, why we so know why concentration he, concentration he gave the most ADHD turtle the weapon that requires the most concentration no I get no I get like honestly I know that's not how the law works but to me that that's really how I in my mind that's exactly what like yeah that's exactly well, it what fits it is. you know it fits so perfectly yeah just trying to find the what the last biggest sitcom was you know but it's just I think, like I think how much your mother was probably it right. It's just going. It's just giving me what are the longest running ones. 
Oh, they're saying Modern Family may be the last. <laughs> well, when did Modern Family end? I think Last Man finished later than Modern Family did. Yeah, no, because Last Man finished in the last couple of years, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe Last so, Man Standing so is Last the... Man Standing, 194 episodes. It finished in 2002, I believe. So 2022, sorry, 22. It just says, two, it just says 2011. I just says two th- oh, yeah, no, two thousand eleven to two thousand twenty one. Yeah, so that might, yeah, so honestly, yeah. Last Man Standing might be the last. Well, yeah, they yeah they finished around the same time. Modern Family finished uh, twenty twenty. Okay, so the last, the last. It could be the last. <gasps> what a fitting name! The Last Man Standing, the last comedy standing. So what, what, what's your what's your Christmassy? Time watching, viewing Star Wars, obviously. It used to be. Return of the Jedi obviously used to be the one that would always I'd watch at least once a year. I have enough I've not watched that one for a while. Um You don't think you should watch it with your son? Introduce him to When he's ready. I won't force my again, I won't force my beliefs on my child. No, you can just casually put it on and go, what's Casually this? put it on. Um Over Christmas I'll probably watch something a little like, you know, I generally like like to watch it like Something uplifting and a, and, a, and a good comedy, but like honestly, like maybe I'll start the Modern Family rewatch over Christmas. Um, that's a tough one. What would so maybe the Modern Family rewatch? I'd say probably. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm due for a Scrubs rewatch. No, I yeah. You see, I would love that, but then I would have to watch it on Disney Plus, which means it has all the weird songs. Yeah, no, you see, I, I am a hard copy man. Yeah. Uh, for, for, you know, obvious reasons. I'm half tempted to get to get the box set of um, The Office too, because that's lost stuff on streaming. Really? Yeah, like the, they took down Diversity Day. What? Oh, from, from, what, from what I heard, it's on some, not all streaming. Not all, not all streaming, It's yeah. on some. They've taken down Diversity Day mm. uh, because it's offensive. Yeah, I like. I haven't watched some of the later seasons of um that show, so like I think I've, I think I like noped out once. Yeah, like, yeah, well, you know, once Steve Carell left, it kind of got a bit weird. Yeah, you know, and then they had Will Ferrell, and then they had Jim. I think they had Jim Carrey on an episode for a little bit. Yeah, you know how you know you know how what I haven't actually got finished at all it was New Girl. Yeah. I struggle through one season, but that had a pretty good ending. It's like it's like Stargate. You know, when Stargate gets to midway through the series and then Daniel Jackson leaves and you're faced with someone just, just horrible and terrible. Yeah. That's New Girl. Okay. Is it because of the one season when Megan Fox took over? Yes. She is horrid. <laughs> she is horrid. They should have they should have just gone, New Girl is on pause for a year. We're having no season this year. We're gonna, cause she, oh, dude, she's just, it's like, where did she go to acting school? She didn't, probably. Well, that makes sense. And if she did, it would have been like that guy in, in Kung Pao who they purposely trained wrong. Um, yeah, we trained wrong, that's <laughs> a joke. Ah, <laughs> oh, face-to-fist style. Where did Megan Fox go to? Acting school. Oh my god, okay, this is just sad. What? Megan Fox began her training in dance and drama at age five. <laughs> what? She's been <laughs> in Kingston, Tennessee. What? She's been acting since she was five. <laughs> and that's the best. So, so someone probably still went, no, look. It's it's a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> Someone basically just went like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> and we're done. Yeah, so she began professionally acting at age 13. And she won several awards. <laughs> how? How? <laughs> even you, even you who love her, you're going, how? How? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't understand that. Like, I, okay, my, my honestly, that I, I can't even fathom. <laughs> And then you get someone like Christian Bale, who never went to acting school. Oh, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> and just blah, you know. 
That's Christian Bale. Because you know, I've you know, with acting like 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 with acting like with all things sports, yeah. anything. There are some people who have naturally gifted Christian Bale. There are some people who can be trained into becoming good actors. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg, I'd say, you know, is that yeah. falls in that category. And there are some people who are just hot, meek and fox, which means they'll still get the same chances as the other two, regardless of talent. All right, okay. I pulled up a quick article of. Oh, I like this article already. Mm-hmm. It is sixteen actors who never took acting classes. Ooh, number one, number one, Tom Cruise. Fair point. Now I'll say he is a good actor. Yep. yep. Um, don't love everything he does. Number two, Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Number three, Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. Number four, Cameron Diaz. Yep. Number five, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Number six, Yoquan Phoenix. Oh, okay. Number seven, obviously, Christian Bale. Uh, Russell Crowe. Chris's all-time favorite person in the entire world, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say that. Because, you uh, know, now Facebook like, once again showing me Jennifer Lawrence's posts. Well, I'll just say Ben Kingsley nine times. Ben Kingsley, Ben Kingsley, Ben Kingsley, Ben Kingsley. Uh, no, now he's going to show you the Iron Man 3 stuff. Um, ugh, gross. Oh, your second favorite dancer, man, Channing, Channing Tatum. Ugh. Uh, Charlie's Theron. Mm. Now I want you to sit back, breeze, and have a guess who the next person is. Robin Williams. Henry Cavill. Oh, bringing ne- it Neville. full circle. And bringing it even more full, full circle. The next one's all right, all right, all right. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. You can't teach that. That's why you can't teach that. <laughs> yeah. Natalie Portman and Heath Ledger. Now, how many of them have won Oscars? And they've never gone to acting school. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, that's a very finite list. Well, there's a lot of actors who do go to acting school that won Oscars as well. So, like, it's it, again, like I said, you can yeah. be talented and you yeah. can train yourself to be talented. Yeah. Or you could be hot. These are the <laughs> criteria for Hollywood. Like, you know. Yeah. Because they're, you know, like, for example, Gal Gadot. Yeah. They looked oh, at her yeah. and went, we can get her acting classes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, 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 we can teach her to act. It's yeah. fine. Like, you know, there's some yeah. people that look and go like, that's what editing's for. That's fine. That's what, that's why yeah. we edit things. That's that's yeah. what editing's for. That's what, like, it, it's, you know, that's why we do multiple takes. That, this, is yeah. the, this is the purpose. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh. Gal Gadot. <laughs> It is easier yeah, to teach everyone to do your accent than it is to teach you to do a different one. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's the greatest thing. Or, or she was just lazy. She was just like, I don't want to do an accent. And they said, okay, no worries. No, I'm pretty sure like it would have that's been her like, best yeah. effort. Like I think when she yeah. speaks, that's like that's her trying her best to sound legend, like, you know. Yeah. You know. Because she would speak yeah, she speaks different languages. So like it's you know, it'd be difficult for her to, to learn. Yeah. But still, Wonder Woman one fantastic film still one of the best movies not just comic book films around the first wonder woman film amazing apart, apart from the uh video game dialogue that was still awesome <laughs> was it was it r- real trailer was that was that trailers honest trailers, uh, honest trailers honest yeah trailers? they're going like yeah like video game dialogue <laughs> yeah but I, I i it was really funny they had a really awesome they could have done a really awesome thing of that was the reason why she stopped caring or stopped like fighting yeah. in the wars, like where she realized there wasn't an like she, she realized it wasn't an overarching plot that humans yeah. were just bad. Yeah, that would have been the perfect thing for her to say. Okay, that's it. I'm done. And then yeah. that's why she didn't take part in anything until um, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. yeah, like that would have been like this amazing moment where she realized like you know there is no overarching evil. It's just people. Yeah, and then like. Then obviously, then to be inspired once again by a Superman would be that, that's yeah. you know, that's that's what that's the arc you'd want. Yeah. <sighs> and, then, and then they went Wonder Woman two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which uh, I know, I know. Look, I never watched. I never I've watched never it. seen it, but I've seen enough no. footage to be like, I don't want to see it. Like, it's yeah. just yeah. wasted talent. Again, the first one spectacular. That's all. I, that's yeah. let's leave it at that. Hundred percent. Well, we'll see what the new year brings. All right. The new year. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for listening. 
We wish you a Merry Christmas, you and your families. Indeed. Well, we might be off for a couple of weeks, enjoying our uh, binge-watching shows and family time and more D&D. And remember, most importantly, mm-hmm. if you feel like you're not sure what you're going to do in life, <laughs> if you feel you're not sure what to watch, it's very important that you listen to this final Thor of mine. Go watch the first Thor in German. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it oh is my gosh. awesome. I remember that. That is just... That that hits well. That just it's hits like like, like just hits yeah, well. Because we went through and listened to all because it's all the dubs on the DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like oh, that's that hits. It's, it's like it's meant to. It's like yeah, just, just just go watch it in German. Do you think they've got an Icelandic dub dubbing? Would that be? They probably. I think they do a Nordic dubbing. So maybe watch Nordic, it in the yeah. Nordic language. Yeah. That that would be that that would be incredible. That would be incredible. Yeah, but um, reach out to us at the true and the fictional at gmail.com, stories underscore podcast on Instagram. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. In 1932, the Australian Army declared war on 20,000 emus and lost. It's a part of Australian history that not many know about. Maybe that's because history is written by those who win. So if you want to hear the full story of the Great Emu War of 1932, then check out my book, Letters from the Emu War. Read letters, newspaper articles, and journal entries. With every turn of the page, you will gain a deeper understanding of the life and times of emus at war. So head on over to jabryden.com and grab a signed copy today.